What makes good sex good? <laughs> ah, great. The, the, the golden question. Trust and patience and talking. I wasn't scared to communicate what I wanted, and neither was she. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Peak, the talk show about what makes good sex good. I'm your host, Robin Wheelock, and today I am joined with my friend, Crystal Howard. How are you today? Great, great. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Sweet. So, Crystal, why don't you give the listeners a brief introduction about you? Um, brief introduction. Well, I'm, uh, 28, I almost forgot, 28-year-old, um, San Antonio local native, uh, black queer person. I don't know, um, sometimes I'm a woman, sometimes I'm a they, whatever, um, and I'm... Just, I do work, you know, in the community. I work for a nonprofit organization, um, called Urge, United for Reproductive and Gender Equity. I'm, you know, like, try to volunteer with other nonprofits and things of that nature here in San Antonio. Um, I'm just, you know, going along with it all and trying to use my own personal experiences, right, to like actively play my role in society. I don't know. Right on. Me. Right on. So what can you tell us about URGE? What does URGE stand for? URGE stands for Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equity. Um, and like I said, it's a nonprofit organization um, that basically advocates for like reproductive health care, reproductive justice, um, gender inclusion, you know, um, adequate like like for for everybody every person you know regardless of age or color or economic status or immigration status or gender or whatever you know our focus is that like everybody has access to adequate like reproductive health care and that means like so much more than just like birth controls or abortions but even the even the like the opportunity for people to create their own families you know in safe communities where they you know can thrive and their children can prosper. It, it's really a, a huge deal, reproductive justice, in my opinion. So, are just incredible to me. It is incredible. What is your role within the organization? Um, right now, I'm. I just canvas for urge. I've been doing it for like almost a year and a half now. Um, I just talk to people everywhere I go all the time um, about, you know, preserving access to reproductive health care in San Antonio, making sure it doesn't go anywhere. Um, but also it's not just in San Antonio, but really everywhere. But yeah, right now I just talk to people all the time and I've actually gotten really good at it. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm looking to pursue another opportunity actually with urge right now. So I just wrote this essay, you know, to um, 
kind of get my thoughts together right of what I want to contribute to the organization. And hopefully I can go really far with that. I hope so too. You'll have to keep us posted. For sure. So what is a typical day like canvassing for urge? Um, well, so first of all, everybody's always so cute <laughs> and different. <laughs> or it's just really cool. Like, because, because, um, you know, like I said, because it's so inclusive and everything, like, you, you go to work, we go to work, we'll see everybody, and they're just all so cool looking, first of all. I'm like, wow, what a wonderful bunch of people to be around. And, and just, like, super diverse and, di- and different in, like, every way imaginable. And just brilliant people that all care, right, about the same thing, which is super cool to be around. Um, and, and incredible conversations. Just starts off, yeah, like, hanging out with a big group of friends. But then we... When we get to it, like we get to it and we do all kinds of different things. We, we might go knock on people's doors. We might go to the St. Mary's strip, like, and talk to drunk people as they walk by, like, hey, sign this petition. You know, um, it's it's there's all different like ways that we, we talk to people, but we take advantage of every opportunity and, and way like means of talking to people. And it's it's just really a typical day is just a lot of conversation and moving around and smiling and like, and like maybe laughing at bigots because people will look at us crazy or say something like super offensive or get super offended that we ask them, Hey, do you think people should have access to safe legal abortions? And then they're like, Oh, you baby killer or whatever. And then we're like, get out of here. Like, that's about it. Yeah. A lot of fun and laughing at people mm-hmm. for sucking so bad. <laughs> You've already sort of touched on this, but what would you say are the greatest joys and challenges of canvassing for urge? Um, well, me personally, I think my greatest joy, um, like for working for urge is like, because I'm, like I said, a black queer person, right? Um, intersectionality, you know, um, the reproductive rights movement was actually created like right by black women because marginalized people were not being, um, you know, their issues were not being addressed in the women's rights movement. And so being, I, I feel like it's kind of my birthright to be here and kind of being a part of something, right, that my predecessors like paved a way for. It's super incredible and rewarding. And I feel like this, there's nothing else I'd rather do in the world. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, there's so much else I'd rather do, but also nothing else I'd rather do. I love hearing that. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that you get to do that work, especially as a queer person. I think it's so important for reproductive justice and queer justice to be to collaborate. And to Absolutely. not be pitted against the, each other as some sort of rivalry between straight cis women and queer people. Right. Because, like, we are, our oppression is bound up in one another. It comes from the same stuff. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to exclude one another. Absolutely. Because then you're not, you're no, then it's not really about the oppression. Now you just want to be on the winning side of it, you know? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as everyone knows, 
COVID-19 has taken the world by storm and everyone's <laughs> losing their minds and it's a literal pandemic. How is Urge responding to this? How is this affecting y'all? Uh, I have not been at work. I mean, Urge, we just finished our campaign anyways. Um, so we, were, we weren't going to pick back up until probably the fall. But, mm-hmm. but um, I had another job, too, and I haven't been to work. <laughs> and, I mean, there was a summit. There was supposed to be a reproductive justice summit in D.C. this year. In, at the end of May, that has been postponed until 2021, which is mm-hmm. super unfortunate because I was really excited to go there and meet so many people. Like, oh, I'm going to travel now. Like, I'm doing real things here. Check yeah. me out. But no. So everything's... <laughs> Not that they chose me, but they were going to choose me. So. <laughs> yeah. So they were, everything's basically on hold right now. Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. I've just been at home, like doing push-ups like I'm in prison. <laughs> do you know anything about um plans that urge has made to continue to protect reproductive rights and gender equity during quarantine yeah actually um they just sent out an email maybe yesterday or the day before just in regards to like um you know how how they're responding to people right now that don't have a place to to shelter shelter up in um and kind of what what we can do from where we are um kind of to play our part right in trying to just trying to like make the best out of all of this mess because uh, mm-hmm. things are really crazy out here but they're definitely actively trying to like organize stuff and put and put people together and like do what we can from where we are you know, like, so even though we're distancing, right, we're still, like, supporting each other from wherever we are, if if we can. Absolutely. So I would like to transition into talking more about you personally now. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So how would you describe your sexual identity and personality? Uh, good question. Would I describe it? <laughs> um if you were to how would you right i don't know i don't know i'm just like a sexual person that's what i, I think like hey things i see like what i like and then i'm like ooh, things feelings we're all sexual beings right i mean i'm super i'm super supportive of like everybody making their own healthy sexual choices because I've made many my own <laughs> of my own. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't think, I don't think I can come up with words so well to describe my sexual personality because I, I don't, I don't know if there are words to describe it or if it even really matters. I'm not certain. I find out something new still that I like right now, you know, sexually so i'm just i'm just um open i mean i like i i like um prefer i have a preference right which is women or trans women or non-binary or gender non-conforming people right anything but men (laughs) but um (laughs) but um 
sexually sexual personality i think i'm just open i'm like you want to teach me something can i show you something do we trust each other here let's do this it's all good really i don't know what can you tell us about your first time having sex or a significant oh. early sexual experience uh, um so my first time having sex, it was kind of like, I guess, I don't know if I'm, if I'm a bad person. <laughs> no, I'm not a bad person, but, um, well, I had, it was in like high school. I think it was like senior year and I had like a on again, off again girlfriend for like, since like sophomore year and she was much more experienced than me and we'd almost had sex a few times, but I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that and embarrass myself. And so I kind of felt like I needed to, like, get a practice run in before I had sex with her. So at, at a period when we were off again, there was a, there was a, a girl that, that I worked with. It was like my first job, Little Caesars or something. And she just smiled at me all the time. She just smiled all the time, so big, ear to ear. And I'm like... I'm not great with hints, but I was like, I think, I think <laughs> this is something here. Like, I bet if I'm going to get some sex in, I should sex her because she smells <laughs> at me a lot. You know, <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I just like walked her home from school one day and then like had a little sex with her. And then like was like, OK, thank you. Goodbye. And then I like went home, like got in my granny's car and went home like. Yes, I got to practice. I just needed to know, you know, if I was gonna, if I was gonna like embarrass myself. So I just was like, let me just <laughs> get this out of the way. Ugh, virginity. It was, it was so annoying. Why was it annoying? I don't know. I just felt, like I said, like inadequate. She was just so, my, the, my, like I said, on again, off again girlfriend at the time. She was, she was, so experienced and I was like, ah, I'm going to disappoint her, you know, and just not knowing, not knowing like if I would or wouldn't, like, am I going to be good at this? Am I going to look stupid? You know, um, even though, even though really, if I'd probably had been more mature, I would know, right? Like, well, if she cares about you, you know, she's more experienced, like y'all can figure that out. But at the time I'm like, 17 and I'm like oh sex I have to hurry up and have it so yeah it was it, it was an inconvenience at the time so what was it like finally having sex with your girlfriend oh my gosh we like broke up and I never got to I mean I, I never I did have sex with her eventually but it was like years later I started having completely different sexual relationships after that, even though the first time I had sex was to have sex with her. Do, things do not go as planned. That's life, though. Yeah, it is what it is. I had some great sex after that. That was fine. Tell me about it. <laughs> I think every time I have sex, it's great sex. I'm like, hey, that was some great sex. Except maybe like twice. That wasn't really fun sex. But every, I don't know. Like I said, I'm open, right? And it's just like paying attention. Like, ooh, 
what do you like? Trial and error. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've had some really, some really like in my early experiences, I've had really patient and helpful partners. So they make Mm -hmm. sex really great. Yeah. For sure. Is there anything you can tell us about some of your very best times? Anything that stands out in your memory? Mm. Very best times. <laughs> hmm. What stands out? I'm thinking like, I think in terms of when I figure out I kind of like something new, I'm like, ooh, I really enjoy that. Um, like I've, I've had a experience where I used to just kind of not like penetration. Like I just wanted like clitoral stimulation. Um, I was like, it's broken or something. I don't know. Like that stuff doesn't work for me. I wish it did, but it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. But I've had, I've had an experience where, you know, like, um, while, while my ex is like eating me out, she like slipped a finger in there and I was like, Ooh, Hey, Hey, now, Actually, you can do that much more often. Uh, put me on to something. And I think that's that's another thing, like uh, being able to trust my partner, like to kind of just uh, take that risk. Right. Like I could not like that, um, but I most likely am not going to freak out or something. But, you know, they also know Crystal might be a little reluctant (laughs) maybe i need to just give her the push that she needs um yeah like figuring that out figuring out like oh i actually do like a little bit of penetration or i had an ex that would always talk about i'm gonna i'm gonna eat your ass and i'm like girl shut shut the fuck up like stop playing with me and she just did one day and i was like oh my god i have a second vagina (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> she like blew my mind. I was like, "What is this?" Woo! Yeah, awesome stuff. So no, just like figuring out, figuring out the stuff does it for me. That's cool. I, I don't even remember the question. I was asking you about <laughs> your best times. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Those. Right on. Can you tell me a little bit about the sex education you had growing up? Um, I just got like standard sex education, of course. Um, Cause I mean, I wasn't participating in like heterosexual sex. All my friends were, um, you know, and like, I remember being at like 14 in the cafeteria with my friends and, and one of my friends was like, I sucked this guy's dick last night. And our other friend was like, whoa. And I was like, oh, God, this is where we are now. Like, fuck, I'm not, I don't, uh, it's not going to, it doesn't do it for me. And so just, I, I was really like, whatever about sex. I mean, I definitely had urges, right, because I was a teenager. But I'm like, I'm one of the openly, few openly gay 
students, you know, growing up. So I just had standard sex education. It's not like my sexuality was supported in my household. I watched the L word, <laughs> you know, I was like, ooh, that was like some soft core or something. I was like, is is this sex education? Um, I just figured, kind like of. learned it as I go. Yeah, right. You just it just kind of figured out as I went. I wasn't really in terms of my sexual with my sexuality, right? Because the general sexual sex education that's given is like it's it it doesn't apply to everyone. It doesn't. When did you start? I mean, when did let me try this again? When did you begin to express yourself openly as gay? Mm, probably like eighth grade, about 13 or so. I didn't really have the chance to somebody. I was, I had a girlfriend, like my first girlfriend in seventh grade. She kind of just told everybody we were girlfriends. I was upset about it. I'm not going to lie. I broke up with her for telling everyone. And then everyone came up to me and was like, what's going on with her and I'm like god really everyone knows but at the same time I didn't think about it like everyone knows and they still love you but I was really upset that she like you know did that or Mm -hmm. I don't know outed me or whatever but then I was just like yeah I guess I'm out then seventh eighth grade Mm -hmm. something like that um but also I've always clearly been not heterosexual it's 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 weird. Like I knew I was I knew that I was like gay or queer or something different when I was like six, but I didn't you know express that until yeah, about mm-hmm. thirteen. Something like that. What did that mean for you? Um I guess like not not being ashamed, I suppose, of who I was. Right, I grew up in like a in like a really Christian household. My grandmother raised me, and she knew. Like I said, I was very, I was very obviously a queer person. And like my when I came out to my dad, like eventually he was like, I know, you know. So it's like that, you know. Um, and and she knew too, but she would make like really crude comments or like really say hurtful things not necessarily about me but about gay people or or whatever and so there was a lot of shame there was a lot of shame for it you know with it with me um for me I was like "Mm, I don't really want to be that I don't really want to say I'm that you know I don't want to accept that um I used to be like that person that preached to their friends like I used to preach to my friends like from the bible like well, let me tell you something. And so that was like a, it was like a whole thing, you know, for me, like my sexuality, it really, it was either, it, eventually I had to choose, like, am I going to choose like my sexuality and myself and my happiness, or am I going to choose like religion, right? And God. And I was like, do I have to choose like for, for a while in those middle years, it was like, maybe you can do both. And, um, now it's like, I don't know, either way, 
I think choosing myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious now, but I think choosing myself and loving myself and accepting myself was also choosing God. You know, if, if, if that were like a religiously motivated decision that I would have made, I think like God would, you know, now I'm like, God would love that still. Um, if, if that's, you know, what, whatever is out there, I might be universe, whatever, they would love that still, right? Choosing yourself. But it was a huge, it was an internal problem for me before because just of like the stigma, you know, and the confusion. So it was really, it was really, um, really, it was a big relief to finally be able to, yeah, accept myself. You said that so beautifully, like choosing God was choosing myself. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Like, that's really, a, that's a profound thing to say. Um, what is your favorite thing about being queer? Um, I don't know. Like, I just love women. I'm like, ooh. And I'm so glad that, like, they like me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm just, you know, it's. It's me, like this is me, it me. And also like, I'm so glad I don't like men. There's many reasons, <laughs> not shaming anybody that does, you know, but whew. yay me. But there's many reasons, you know, like also I just feel like sometimes, I don't know if it's an arrogant thought or something, but sometimes I feel like I've got, I've got like some something to do, right? There's. There's some big stuff that I've got to do. And like, I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to have all of these different things about me like that, that will make me this person that's going to achieve whatever it is that I've got to do. But I need some qualities. And so, you know, I think the ones that I've got are like, yeah, cool. Who's that? Let's let's what's she going to do? Mm-hmm. I just I think it's important. I think I think every part of it is important. So in your opinion, what makes good sex good? Orgasms. <laughs> no, um I mean yes, that, but like um what makes good sex good? Like paying attention, right? Trust and open communication. I had some Oh, I lied earlier. I said I've always had good sex with people, but nope. Like I had a some not great sex with an ex-girlfriend. And I remember trying to kind of guide her into what I did like. And she would get really offended and be like, well, why are you talking to me like like I'm a hoe or whatever? And I was like, what? Like, what's happening here? Um, you know, what, 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 what are we supposed to do then? How am I... <laughs> How do I do this? You tell me. Help me help you help me, please. But, um, you know, like paying attention, right? Being able to talk to each other, that's super important. Um, and like having fun, like it's not like some weird serious thing. Like it's, it's not like some procreation method. I mean, I guess it is, but I think sex should be fun. Right? Like sometimes when you're having sex with people, something weird happens and then y'all like laugh for four minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like that's a that's a whole nother level of like intimacy like to be able to just be be so trusting and like and comfortable with the person 
And um, I think, yeah, like trust for sure and paying attention. And, 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 and it makes it really good when it's not about yourself, right? Like I'm doing this. It's completely pleasing me, but it's pleasing me to please you because like, I just want to see you pleased so bad, you know, like selflessness definitely makes good sex good. Selflessness. Your first answer to this question was just the word orgasms. So now I want to ask you about orgasms. Do you remember your first orgasm? No. No? Wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay. No. Um, do you, and, and these are going to be just like out there questions. So feel free to veto any of them. If you're like, right. girl, no way. Um, but do do you find it pretty easy for yourself to orgasm? Yes, for myself, like to make myself or someone else to make me. Both. I can give myself an orgasm in like a minute and a half. I'm like, damn, I was I really thought we were gonna go for this, but um, other people, it just depends, right? Like on their if they're paying attention or how into. It I am, mm-hmm. or if I've been drinking, because then that's just not gonna happen. It's very weird. Really? I know. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But me, I know I can give myself an orgasm really quickly. But everyone else, you know, some people take a little more time than that's others. True. That's true. <laughs> for me, what I mean. do what do orgasms feel like for you? How would you describe them? Mm, they feel like uh like uh oh I have the word right there <laughs> it's like um a building something's building and then it all just is like I don't know all of my hard wiring like just got shut down and now I'm just like yeah and (laughs) (laughs) did I just say that out loud that's so funny (laughs) so um it's like it's really like I don't know oceans or something like flowing it's just like a literally right like I I was just telling somebody else about it I was like we got this pressure release button and we gotta use it and like I think that's it right like a release of pressure like whoop all of this and everything shuts down internal organs and brain nothing works real quick and uh how exciting how exciting did i die yeah what happened that's what orgasms feel like to me the the french <laughs> word for orgasm is uh la petite mort which means little death see yeah it's a thing. It's a thing, <laughs> for sure. I'm here for it. Give me, me the little death. too. Please. <laughs> Did you try masturbating before you started having sex with other people? Yes. Do yeah. you remember how old you were? Yeah, like 12, 11, maybe 10. 
Actually, so when I first had my first cycle, it was right after I masturbated. And I thought I did that. Like, I thought I made myself bleed. And I, like, no. freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, ran to my granny. And I was like, granny, I, I did something. And she was like, oh, it's your period. And I was like, no. <laughs> you, you don't know what I just did. <laughs> oh, my. But, uh, yeah, no, really young. Really young. Like, 11 or so. Do you remember the first time you masturbated? Um, no, I was real young. I used to do some, I used to do some embarrassing weird stuff though. You know, like I used to hump some weird stuff, but I don't remember the first time I personally masturbated. Maybe, uh, no, I don't know. I was really young. It's really young. I wasn't like coming or anything, but I just like touching it. <laughs> I think that's very common though. Like, like we're all humans. We all just want to feel good. You know, we're sexual beings. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Actually, right now that I'm thinking about it, I can think back all the way to being like nine. Right. And my dad like came in my room once and I was like, ah, like, cause my hand is totally in my pants. And I was like, oh shit, you're in <laughs> trouble now. Right. At a really young age. But I'm sure he was like, she's nine. That's nothing that fucking going on there. But. If only you knew. No, it's a good that he didn't. Privacy is so important. (laughs) Right. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So what have you learned from sex over the course of your life? What have been some of your most memorable sexual lessons? Hmm. Um... I feel like still learning lessons, right? Like to trust yourself. Like, you, of course, you want to like trust your partner, right? For good sense, but also trust yourself. Um, not to second guess ourselves, right? Because there's sometimes I've been in, in some sexual relationships and, and I'm thinking like, I kind of want to do this, but you know, I'm afraid of, of if they don't, you know, them not liking this or rejecting this or whatever. And it's, and it's like, I don't know, trust trust yourself, right? And put yourself out there. Um, like, I've learned, yeah, Crystal, just put yourself out there. Like, if you want something, um, try that. If you don't want something, try that. It's really, like, boundaries. I've learned, like, the really important boundaries. Um, and also, like, I've learned, like, that sex is, is, is super fun, right? And free, but also I've learned like at this point in my life, like I've had a lot of sex and now I'm like not even just, um, I'm not even like just a, so much of a casual sex person anymore. Like I, I get into, I don't know, I get into like sexual relationships, like they're not necessarily relationships, but maybe just having some sex with a person for a while. But then I don't want to anymore. And it's like interesting. Like I think that I think um I love sex, right? So sure we can have sex for months, but like I I think for me at this point, like I've learned that sex is is just a part of like the intimacy for me. I think I'd like to like kind of 
share some level like of a foundation of like maybe friendship or something with the person that I have sex with, which would totally not, I would have not given a fuck about 10 years ago. But now it's like I can't just I don't know. Sex. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I don't want to. Nah, I don't want to. Like, I, I guess I'm not as sexually motivated as I as I used to be, which I don't know. Maybe gives me a clearer focus of people's um, what's the word? Like intentions mm-hmm. and just the general general overall like perspective of people. Mm. So before, were you primarily hooking up with people? I was just like, it was just whatever. Yeah, no, yes, no. Like I had relationships, but if I weren't in a relationship, like absolutely. Yeah, it was just pretty much hooking up with people. It may have been in hopes, right, of like pursuing something or it could have just been in hopes of, you know, getting an orgasm. But um yeah, like before it was it was a really big deal, right? Like having sex mm-hmm. was a really big deal. Now I'm like, oh I love to have sex, right? And and I and I and I totally am about it. But um it's it's not just like I guess it's about having good sex, right? I didn't have great sex just hooking up with people. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, no, now now it's like I'm looking for the good sets, please. Yeah. So for you, is hookup sex different than sex in a relationship? Yeah. Definitely. How? Um, like, I mean, it depends, right? I mean, if, if, am I hooking up with a friend? Because <laughs> that happens. And usually you kind of have an idea maybe of that person at that time that you're hooking up. But also still, you've never gone there before. So, you know, um, there's just like this certain level of like uncertainty and like trying to figure out what a person wants and confidence and things that are like don't seem that important. But I think are really big factors for great sex. Like what? um, Like just just not knowing like what a person wants. Everybody likes different things. Like I've tried. I've tried to like have sex, you know, in my early years, I tried to have sex with people the same way. Like, you know, like I had sex with somebody like this and then like, now I'm going to have sex with another person, like kind of like that. Right. And that's not, that's not what, that's not how it works. Um, we should like get to know the, the body like that we're interacting with. And so like getting to know a person, um, and finding out, you know, just their, kinks or whatever it definitely makes it definitely makes sex a different experience and i'm not saying like it's a bad experience if you don't know somebody you know so well um because like those are great too (laughs) and and i've you know had my share and also like there's times where you can just hook up with somebody and then start to get to know them i've done that plenty um it's 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 just, it still is different though, like hooking up with somebody, um, not necessarily, not necessarily knowing what they like, them not knowing what you like, 
are you comfortable enough to talk to talk to them about it? You should be, right? Because you're comfortable enough to have sex with them. But also, like, well, where's your confidence or, or whatever? Like, or are you even interested in telling them what you like? You know, are you interested in hearing what they like? It's just, it's just different. I think there's a different motivation behind hooking up sex and relationship sex. I mean, different, different <laughs> motivations. Like the whole goal is for sure to have an orgasm, I hope. But some people, people have sex for different reasons. But I think, um, hooking up, it's like, um, why did I, I, I had like hooked up with people a lot because I'm like, I just want the act of sex. Like I just want to do sex, you know, I want to have sex. Um, and I think that's totally, uh, you know, mainly the reason why people in relationships have sex too. <laughs> I hope like you want to have sex. That's why you did it. But, um, it's, it's also like a little different, like maybe in like an, an expression, you know, like I said, with intimacy and, and I don't know, knowing somebody on a, uh, a little better. It just makes it more comfortable. Uh, and that's more what you're interested in now? Um, I'm, like, not interested in a relationship, but I am interested in, like, consistent sex, like, with one person. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe more than one person. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not. In- I'm just interested in like being healthy and surviving the coronavirus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no. I just. I just want to like be great. Really, a relationship like is totally a terrible idea for me right now because I'm doing. I'm doing a lot, right? And I and I don't have time to get distracted, but. I mean, also people that I have sex. So I'm definitely like not, you know, abstaining or something. Um, whatever happens, happens. But I'm not really interested in anything. I'm just interested in myself. Like I said, I can make myself come in like a minute and a half. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't, I'm not that, I don't care <laughs> if um whatever if I happen to have some sex bet (laughs) are you currently so everyone's doing self-isolation right now Uh do you have housemates or anything or are you totally alone I have a roommate a roommate yeah but they're not your partner no not at all do you have any words of advice for other people who are self-isolating sans partner um, this is like a good time to get to know yourself, you know, like if you don't already, if it's not something you do, you know, like masturbate, have fun with that. I mean, a lot of people like think it's weird. I I really think like masturbation is the shit and I'm like, everybody should do it and get to know yourself because I mean that way you can at least know what you like so maybe you can tell somebody else because a lot of times people are you know don't even are not being pleased out here and 
They're not, they're not even trying to please themselves. And it's like, come on now. You can get you one. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve it. So, yeah, no, like, just, I don't know, hobbies are important, right? But especially without a partner or, or somebody to be around at this time right now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm all, I'm really like, ugh. I'm telling you. I told you I've just been doing push-ups. All I've been doing is doing push-ups, watching Grey's Anatomy, and masturbating. Like like I said, everyone, do your thing. Sounds like a pretty good <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm bored. I would like to go to work or somewhere out in the world, but mm. I'm definitely not deprived. Don't deprive yourselves, okay? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That's all I can think of. Don't deprive yourselves of anything since we already can't go out. Like, mm-hmm. Get every piece of joy or something that you can from whatever you've got. Every piece of joy. Well, I have had a great time interviewing you, Crystal. Thanks. Me too. I've asked all of my questions. Do you have any closing words for the listeners? Um... I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> That's okay. Don't so. That's okay. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really had a good time. Yeah, no, it was a pleasure. Um, I really appreciate you having me on here and picking at my brain. That was fun. I love it. Right. <laughs> Stay in touch. Have thank fun you. with your push-ups and your Grey's Anatomy and your masturbation. Oh, thank you. I plan to. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> see you someday alrighty yeah after it's all over survive wash your hands yeah wh- wash your hands before and after you Absolutely. know what I mean oh yeah I know <laughs> alright peace out Bye-bye. thanks for listening to The Peak which was hosted and produced by me Robin Wheelock our theme music was produced by Johnny Manchild of Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards you can follow The Peak on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram at Listen to the Peak. For more information, visit us at thepeak.blueberry.net. That's thepeak.blubrry.net. If you want to support The Peak, you can make a contribution to our Coffee, Venmo, or PayPal accounts so that we can make better and more frequent episodes for you. You can also support us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or wherever it is you listen. Thank you.